Blog Talk Radio. The views expressed on The Secret to Everything are not necessarily those of the host, the co-host, or our guest. All medical information given is for informational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose any disease or condition. Please see your medical doctor or qualified health practitioner if you have any further questions. And as always, thank you for listening. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, N.D., CNH, is the best-selling author of the ebook The Secret to Everything, Manifesting the Life You Desire, now. Available on Amazon. She has practiced naturopathic medicine for over 20 years. She is a gifted intuitive, medium, empath, paranormal investigator, and remote viewer. She travels and gives classes and lectures across the country, as well as taking limited private clients. Trained in many modalities of healing, Dr. Kimberly has been practicing energy healing exclusively for the last 10 years. Dr. Kimberly has the ability to raise your vibration in person or long distance, and as a result, change everything in your life. For the better, forever. A gifted transformationalist, she has developed TEB, or Transformational Energy Balancing, in order to facilitate permanent and rapid healing in her clients. Her desire is to be your last healer. And now, the host of The Secret to Everything, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Good evening, everyone. I hope everybody is doing well as usual. Um, Blog Talk always puts me into a tiny bit of a tizzy, and Miss Kara Marie will not be with us tonight. She's dealing with a little bit of a family emergency, but I think we have um, Shannon. Say hi, Shannon. (laughs) And, Walt, are you there? I am. Yay, hi. So, um... We are very, very excited. I see our guest is on the line, so if you could hold a few minutes, Laura, that would be wonderful, and I'm very excited to talk about the subjects that we will be talking about tonight. But first, as always, a little bit of business. Um, Next week, I will be on quite a few different telesummits, and I don't want to go into all of them. I don't want to give any one um, telesummit special billing, but if you'd like to go to my website, www.secrettoeverything.com, and sign up in the opt-in box. If you haven't signed up before, you'll get a free gift, which we actually need to change. And you will be on our mailing list for all the wonderful, marvelous things that we do. Like the one thing I want to talk about really quick, and then I'll let Walt talk about you know whatever he wants to talk about, which is, and Shannon, you can jump in here too, for the first time ever we're offering $47 um, video classes well, actually, we're offering our first one in a couple of weeks on Saturday the 26th from 9 to 10.30 a.m. And it's, this one's going to be on the magic of sacred geometry and how it works in with um, manifestation and things like that. So I'm very excited. Shannon's going to be on, right, Shannon? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to be I'm there. So I don't excited know if I'm about on it. video or not, but I'll be there. Oh, if I have to get up and pull you on camera, you are going, you are going to be on video because you're going to introduce me and you're going to talk about all the fun things that we do. Okay. Uh, wow. So just make sure your hair and your makeup is done, you know, because <laughs> our thousands of fans are going to be watching. <clears throat> but I am so excited because I'm actually going to be demonstrating some different things to you and I'm going to have, you're going to see how my amazing drawing skills, probably, which aren't so great, but they'll probably be pretty entertaining. So, again, if you're interested in that, um, like I said, a class to learn how to use sacred geometry in your physical world in kind of a passive and active way to bring things into your physical reality using the law of attraction and manifestation, um, then you might want to sign up for that. So, again, you can go to 
secrettoeverything.com and sign up in the opt-in box. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Shannon? No, I think that's all. I mean, I think I, I don't know when we talked, but I know I did tell some people that we're going to be coming out with some new oils, which I'm really excited about. And I know we've already sent some mineral salts out, but I am going to be launching that um, really soon. So it will be available to everybody. Um, the video class is the newest thing and the most exciting, I think. I'm a little nervous, but um, I'm excited. I think everybody's going to love You're it. You're a little nervous. You don't have to talk for it. Well, you have to talk. I was going to say you don't have to talk for an hour and a half, but you do have to talk for um, an hour and a half because Shannon's the one that's going to be reading your questions and asking them so I can babble on as I do so well. And tonight's topic, really quick before I let Walt talk, um, so think about what you want to say, Walt. This might be your only chance. You know how it is when a bunch of women get together. Our guest <laughs> is a lovely woman. I'm so glad we have you. We've got some male energy. But um, I also can't about what was I going to say, Shannon? Oh, my gosh. I totally have to about going off in the wall of male energy. Well, breakups. We're going to talk about breakups. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about um, a little bit of consciousness because um, Laura is a highly conscious woman, um, and she's an amazing energy. And... I said I said I might share a couple breakup stories. I don't know. That could get a little long and soap opera probably. Or maybe we'll just have Shannon and Walt share. That might be better. But, um, and I'll share my recent experience regarding a breakup that I've been going through for the past three weeks. Not my own personal breakup. I'm happily, as you guys can hear, very happily at the moment until the right person comes along, very single. But um, we do have Laura, and she is, I guess I'll tell you about her in a little bit. But first of all, how have you been, and is there anything you'd like to tell our lovely studio audience? Well, lots of changes for 2013 for me. Um, really? Also, uh, also very, busy, very busy with my paranormal stuff that I do. And um, I realized that God only gives you what you can handle. And they keep getting better and better, for sure. So uh, everything is a lesson, and everything is uh, made to make you stronger. So that's that's pretty much what I've learned. <laughs> that that is for sure. Okay, Shannon. Before we introduce Laura, do you have anything you'd like to add? No, I think that's all. I'm ready to ready to hear what's going on with Laura. I'm excited to hear her talk. I am too, and uh, it's so appropriate. It's funny how things work out. Um, Laura Smith is the chief groovy chick at the Breakup Lounge, a business dedicated to helping women with broken hearts get their groovy back. She is no stranger to heartache, as neither really Shannon, I, or Walt really is either. Um, she wants to share the knowledge and tools that she's developed to give women the process in the process of, of a divorce or the end of a relationship a shortcut to happiness. Her warmth, compassion, and enthusiasm make her a perfect fit for women who want to take charge of their future and make it as sassy as possible. Laura is a wife and mother of three and a lover of cats and dogs, 50 dogs and a cat. She enjoys reading, cooking. I feel like I'm on a game show. She enjoys reading, cooking, swimming, walking, and just hanging out with her family. Her hammock in the backyard is one of her favorite places. I need one of those. Uh, Laura invites you to connect via her website at www.thebreakuplounge.com. It's chock full of valuable information to start your breakup journey down the right path. She also offers private one-on-one mentoring and local workshops, all designed to help women emerge stronger and happier than they ever thought possible. So I am very excited to talk to Laura about the subject. Now, if you'd like to call in and ask any of us, um, especially our guests, Laura, questions about a breakup or relationship or divorce or anything regarding that topic, um, you can call in at 646-564-9712 and we will get you on as soon as possible. And I do think we have area code 661 holding and we will get to you as soon as we can. But I would like to welcome Laura to The Secret to Everything. Welcome, Laura. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, Well, thank you so much for honoring um, our show with your presence. And um, I do want to ask you how all this started, but uh, I have a great question for you. So I'll start with I'll start at the beginning. I can't wait to ask you my question. But uh, how did all this start? How did you begin this business? Well, um, I have a, a lot of experience with heartbreak, and so I really had to go back just a little ways to explain this crazy thing called my life, so you'll get where I'm here today. Um, and there are a few, you know, gory topics here that we'll cover. 
Um, but I married for the first time at the age of 19, and wow. I married my high school sweetheart, who was in the Navy. And so I lived around the country with him, and I'm not really sure that we ever had a chance of surviving simply because we were, like, really young, we were immature, and being in the Navy, he was never there. And so a couple years later, I arrived back in Minnesota. And I'm sure some of you can hear my Minnesota accent already coming through here. Um, And I only had a suitcase full of clothes. I had no education. I had no money. I had no husband. And I really didn't have any self-esteem either. And so... As you can imagine, I felt like a failure um, because I was divorced already so young in my life. But I did march forward, and I got an education, and lo and behold, I met husband number two. And during this marriage, we had our beautiful daughter, who's now 15, and I thought married life was okay. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was good. And then about 10 years into the marriage... I found out about one of my ex-husband's affairs, and I was absolutely devastated. Um, That's almost an understatement, actually. Um, It just was a really difficult time in my life. And so we tried to work through it, which I can tell you was hell in and of itself. (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. Um, And then a couple years later, I found out about another infidelity that he was having. Mm. And so... I sort of knew at that point that I had two options. My first option would be to stay in this torturous pattern um, but keep my family together. And I really, really, really wanted to keep my family together. Um, Or the second option was divorce him but tear my family apart. And so, to be honest, I really thought both those choices sucked. Um, But I chose to divorce him. And I was absolutely terrified because I thought, how am I going to live without him? And how would I provide for myself and my daughter alone? And then also being twice divorced was I damaged goods. So I did it, though. I divorced him. And then I started on this long journey because I realized that I had no idea who I was. I had totally lost myself in the relationship. And one of the first relationships actually after my marriage provided a huge aha moment for me. And that was that I was the exact same person that I was in my marriage, only I had transferred it to a different relationship. So same guy, or, you know, same relationship, different guy, basically. Um, And that just, that wasn't working for me anymore. So this is something that I see with my clients, that they just have the same relationship over and over again, too. So then I really took some time to figure out who I was and what I stood for and what I liked and what I loved. And guess what? I found out that I liked me and that I mattered and that for the first time in my life, I didn't need a man to complete me. So I had some other relationships, too. And that's one reason why my business is called the breakup lounge versus the divorce lounge, because I realized that regardless of whether or not a relationship is a marriage, the end can still be brutal. And so I wanted to help women at the end of any relationship. And so several years later, I was set up on a blind date, and I thought, oh, no, another blind date. Um, (laughs) But we clicked. (laughs) And then I became the Elizabeth Taylor of Minnesota when I married Uh, for the third time in 2009. Um, But we've been married for over three years, and the third time is definitely a charm for me. And this marriage is so much different than my first two marriages, and I believe that's because I did so much work on myself and loving me and creating a life I loved. So then I was ready to allow myself to be in a great marriage with a wonderful man who also has two awesome kids. So all of that experience led me to starting the breakup lounge because I thought maybe I could give women in the same situation a shortcut to happiness. So that's why I'm here. Uh, I love that so much. And um, Paul probably doesn't know as much, but Shannon knows why I love that so much because 
Uh, both Shannon and I have been through our <laughs> breakups, both of marriages and engagements and long-term relationships. And it, it's funny, I love one thing you said, Laura. Um, I love that you said that you learned how to love yourself. And it sounds so stupid. It really does sound kind of dumb to say, and you, and you hear everybody say it. But it is the truest statement I think ever, ever said. There really is a part of discovering that wholeness and who you are and being super happy and in love with you uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, will attract the right person. Because I always say you can only attract who you are being. And if you're this broken, insecure, codependent woman, well, you, and one thing you also touched on was, you keep, you know, you kept attracting the same man in a different package or your clients do. Well, I'm one of those women that used to, and Shannon also kept attracting you like I keep including you and everything. <laughs> um, but I'm one of those women. <laughs> I can blackmail. I'll, I'll take all the shows where I talk about her and, and threaten to release them. But, um, you know, I'm one of those women that kept attracting the same man, and I kept thinking, why? And she and I, and I briefly just talked about this a couple of days ago. We were talking about some of our exes, as much as we hate to admit it. There are actually qualities in them that we had and maybe still have some of them in ourselves. Um, so it is about raising your frequency and, and changing and becoming the person that you would like to be with, really. Because we, we seem to have this false expectation that we deserve the most amazing person. But are they getting the most amazing person? So this, this is a lot to this topic that I, I really love a lot of the things. I, I do. I really love a lot of the things that you said. And I'm going to make a confession here. My Uh-oh. last breakup was extremely, I know, <laughs> yeah, seriously, but my last breakup was extremely difficult. And Shannon helped me a lot through it, as she knows. She'd probably say that's an understatement. And I actually joined a similar, I didn't know about you, or I would have joined you, but I actually joined a six-week online support group led by two women. It was actually wonderful. You know, we had an online support group and we had videos. And and I don't necessarily think I needed it, but in two weeks I forgot about the group. Like I just dropped out and disappeared. And so it was helpful. And I actually, I think there's something to what you say about the shortcut. Because I'm not saying, you know, maybe I would have gotten over it in two weeks anyway and kind of been on my way. Not that I didn't have my moments, but, you know, the grief. And you know what I'm talking about. Well, uh, the grief was basically oh, yeah. over in about two weeks, um, you know, and then I kind of just ditched the group because I didn't need it anymore, which is good. But mm-hmm. but I wonder if maybe there was a piece to that, mm-hmm. that support that helped me get over it quicker or easier or smoother, you know. Other than I'm also schizophrenic and I'm doing like 17 million projects, that kind of has something to do with it as well. But my question to you, my daughter, because I'm trying to have my daughter talk to you, as you know, Laura, and my mm-hmm. question to you, I think this is a great question before the others she jump in, but my daughter asked me a great question. She said, why, when I talked to her mom, she said, what does she have to tell me that no one else has, hasn't already said? So I'd like you to answer that question. I think it's a great question. Well, that is a great question. And, you know, I guess the way that I would answer it is to say, I'm not sure that I'm the breakup fairy you know, I like to think that I'm the breakup fairy, but I'm really not. I don't just swoop in and take all your problems away. But I think Dang. the thing about speaking with me, <laughs> yeah, darn, I'd be a millionaire if I could do that. There you um, go. <laughs> but I think the thing about me is that sometimes I'm able to go in and put it into a unique perspective that my clients have never thought of before. And so I find that that's one of my biggest gifts is that through talking with them, I'm able to sort of figure out how they're seeing the situation, and then I try to gently tweak it because you can't just go in and bend it all up and they're going to believe in this new perspective. You have to just sort of tweak it um, and then get them to to see that new that new perspective of looking at it. And it's always supposed to be a less painful perspective. We want an empowering perspective. So I think I would say that that's the way I would help her is to try to change her perspective so that she's more empowered and that we can take some of this, the edge of this pain off for her. The other thing I love about you is I love your story. I mean, it's such a story of heartbreak and of hope. I mean, I certainly hope I don't have to get married again and that third time is the time. But I've been engaged a lot. 
over three times actually. So, I mean, maybe there's something to that, you know, as we grow and change. But I, but I love that you have truly experienced, and especially a specific heartbreak that I'm very familiar with, which is the whole cheating one, and that is just so painful. And, you know, brings this whole huge load of grief with it, you know, even even in leaving and the rejection and the constant rejection and on and on. So I think you really, um, there's something about the wounded healer that I think people probably really relate to with you. And you do have a really warmth. I mean, you and I bonded in a 15-minute, you know, 20-minute conversation on the phone. And I think that's also a very strong asset for you, you know, in this business, in my opinion. But um, do you have any... I had a thought. The one thing that, that really hit home with me was, and, and I was, um, I married and divorced the same man twice. And okay. I, I, I don't really like that. to admit that, but <laughs> <laughs> I did marry and divorce the same man twice. Um, I have two children. And the thing that, and so we were together for 18 years total. Um, and when we got divorced, we were probably only apart maybe two months at a time. It was not any length of time. Once we got back together, we didn't get married for a, remarried for a long time. But the one of the biggest things that, that I had issues with was the guilt, like feeling that I was a failure, feeling that I failed because the marriage failed. Mm-hmm. And I took that all upon me, even though I knew, you know, it was issues, you know, both of us. And he was by far not as perfect as I was. But um, I had a really hard time dealing with that. I think that was one of the the hardest things that that bothered me is the guilt. And I know you mentioned, you know, you were you felt guilty or like a failure, like you know there was something wrong with you why this wasn't working out, you know, for the second time. And like I said, I did it two times with the same man, which you know you would think you'd learn your lesson the first time or or figure it out and make it work the second time, but it wasn't that. Oh. Well, and and when you talk about guilt, Santa, that's something that I do talk with. Um, I, I actually have a client right now who's really dealing with a lot of guilt. And one thing that we talk about that I keep driving home is that the little phrase, suffering is optional. And so it's it's something that you can you can feel guilty for the rest of your life, and in a way then you're it's almost like a prison sentence that you sentence yourself to. You're going to be in prison for the rest of your life. And so it's a choice that you make. And sometimes you have to make it every minute, every hour, every day, until it just becomes a way of life that you're not going to suffer anymore, that this is your present moment, this is the gift that you've been given, and so are you going to be miserable in it or are you going to find joy in it? And so it's sort of a big-picture how long are you going to have to pay down to the little picture? Am I going to pay in this minute? No. Am I going to pay next hour? I really don't want to. I think I've paid dearly enough. So wow. it's just it's a choice. I love that. And it's funny because that's one of the things I shared with my daughter who's going through a really severe breakup right now. I said, you know, the Bible actually says today has enough trouble of its own. Like, just focus on today. Like, don't worry about when you're going to see him next or when you have to get your stuff back from him or, you know, just mm-hmm. focus on the day. You know, the day you're safe, you're with your family. I mean, just deal with today. You know, that's such a stress, like you said. I, I really love I love that you said that. Um, so one of our other questions is um, you talk about the don'ts of a breakup or divorce. Would you like to share some of those? Yes, I would. And I have to say that I am guilty of every last one of these. I'm not proud of it, but I am guilty. That's how I know that these are the don'ts, because I've learned the hard way. Um, the first don't, and these are a little bit more lighthearted, but there's still actually things that we sometimes do, no matter what age we are, um, during the course of a breakup. So the first one is don't call him at 2 a.m., after more than a couple margaritas with the girls, or sober dial him at 4 p.m. The timing of this makes no difference because he can see right through this. He knows what you're doing, and honestly, if you're you're really honest with yourself, you know you're going to feel like a fool afterwards. Really, you know, you will. So uh, it seems like a gem of an idea. You know, you get home, you're feeling lonely, but don't do it because he doesn't get you anymore. You're broken up, so he does not get you. Um, so that's my first one. 
Does anyone have a has any? I, maybe I shouldn't ask if any of you have ever done this. <laughs> no, I have a great story. I have a great story. I actually, okay. um, I, you know, I was in a three-year relationship, and I went back and I online did it. I met a wonderful man who owned his own business, a construction company, and he was amazing, and we got along. And this was about a couple weeks after we'd broken up, and we went out on a really romantic date, and he brought me flowers, and we went to a really nice restaurant, and I just sat across from him the whole night thinking, oh, my gosh. I am not going to date my grandpa because that's like the vibe he had for me. And I mean, he was a wonderful guy. And I and I thought when you're looking at someone thinking, um, I really don't care what you're saying, what's coming out of your mouth, you probably shouldn't be there. So you know, he wanted to go to a movie and all this stuff afterwards. And I just said I wanted to get home, so I came home and I got in the bath. And Shannon would have killed me, and I think she ended up finding out about it. But um, my ex started texting me. And so, you know, before you know it, guess what I was? I was on the phone bawling my head off to my ex saying, I just went out on a date, my first date, and I just wanted it to be you, and I miss you so much. And, wow, you talk about now how I feel looking back on that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it was such an ego feed for him. <laughs> you know what I'm uh, And it led into that whole, and this is, might be something you address when you work with people, but that back and forth thing, like, uh-huh. The no contact thing I like so much better because of Shannon. No, we went back and forth. And I actually ended up giving him an opportunity. Even though I was the one that broke up with him, with him he rejected me by cheating and other things a lot in the relationship. And so when I gave him that opportunity and we went back and forth, I actually gave him the opportunity to reject me again. So um, it was just really interesting. So I've been there. That's all. So I'm saying. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's so it's so much harder nowadays, too, I think, Dr. Kim- Kimberly, because it now we've got social media. I mean, in the 80s, when you broke up with someone, you know, unless you, you know, literally saw them with your own eyes or they called your landline and you picked up the phone, there it was really hard to keep the relationship going or to have this sort of back and forth. Nowadays, you know, we're attached to our phones. You can text in the middle of the night. You can call. You see a missed call. So I think it's a lot harder now. And then also with Facebook um, and these different social media sites, um, you know, if you're still friends, you can go in and check in on him. and um, Or maybe you're friends with his friends, and so you kind of see feeds through that. And so it's much harder nowadays to make that, that just that split, that severe, you know, no contact split because there are so many other ways to keep in contact, even just a little bit. And so I know I've worked with at least one of my clients who, well, actually two now that I'm thinking of it, who were a little bit younger and so had been, you know, their whole lives they had been sort of in the Facebook um, realm. And they were having just the worst time not checking Facebook every hour to see what was going on, to see if his friends had said anything. And so it was just really hard because that was almost something that um, was taking more energy than I ever thought it could. Um, and so it's sort of a new um, a new era, I guess I'd call it, with, you know, this no contact. Is, it's much more difficult than it was before. That's really that's really true. I like that one. Okay, do you have some other ones? Oh, yes, I've got. Let's move on to the second don't. Um, don't make up an emergency just to talk to him. So what if you have a hangnail? <laughs> Maybe you're just hoping for a good reason to contact him. So what you need to consider is, is this information he really needs or wants to know? Honestly, No. So he's no longer in your life, so he doesn't get to hear about everything that's happening to you, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise. So I don't know if, and again, I don't know if I should take a poll after each one of these to see do you, who else do has you, done this. And do you actually do men, too? Do you help men with this stuff, too? Well, you know, I, I've, I've never actually had a male client, um, but I wouldn't be... I guess I, I'd be open to it, but it would have to be a certain kind of man who's, you know, really um, open and aware. And sometimes, and no offense, Walt, but sometimes men are so... I feel like I'm on race time right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
off. Um, That's okay. Sometimes men they <laughs> stuff and they're not real open, so it has to be like a new age guy who's you know who's willing to share and willing to work on things. So I'm not sure, you know, like I said, it would have to be a special kind of client for that. But it's why did funny because my ex-husband does that stuff. He still does that stuff. We've been oh. apart six years. He still calls me for the stupidest things. Okay. Yeah, that's true. He put. Yeah. He just. He went to the doctor again to to a different doctor about one of his problems, and he he called me and he's like, "Babe, I put you as my emergency contact." I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Oh. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just like he still he still calls me, babe. He still, you know, he has done that with his new girlfriend in the car with him. I can only imagine what goes on after that. Oh. oh my goodness! He's lucky to be alive. Yeah, that's pretty insane. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's move on to don't number three, which is don't beg. Um, begging is not good for you because you're fabulous. And why would you beg a moron who doesn't realize your fabulosity to stay with you? It makes no sense. It's beneath you, so don't do it. And yes, I, I I'll admit, I've I've done that before, and I'm pretty sure I was doing the ugly cry at the same time I was begging, so it was like a double whammy. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Oh, okay. Oh my goodness. We're all, I, I'm not here. Anything about that one? <laughs> Pardon me. But I'm not admitting anything about that one. <laughs> okay. Don't no, number I, four. Okay. Good. Is what were you going to say, Walt? How many, how many don'ts do you have? <laughs> how many what? How many don'ts do you have? I still didn't catch it. How many don'ts? How many oh, don'ts do you I've have? I've got five, so we've got two more. Yes, I, okay, okay I'll, I'll ask you after the fifth, the fifth one. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. The fourth don't is don't accidentally run into him. And I say accidentally <laughs> in air quotes. Because, yeah, we've all done it. You get that surprise look on your face. Oh, I didn't know you were going to be here. Really? You so did. And you knew he was going to be here, and you planned it like this. And the only thing that you didn't plan was the look on his face that says, oh, no, she's here. So Mm -hmm. it's not very fun. It's not a good time. Don't do it. Uh, Moving on. (laughs) Moving on to the final don't. Don't answer when he calls at 2 a.m. or at 4 p.m., for that matter. Because if you do, and I see this all the time, if you do, you will be providing what I call breakup assistance to him. And this means that whenever he's feeling a little lonely or maybe he's reminiscing or regretting his decision, you're always there for him to lean on. Effectively, what you're doing is you're helping him get over you. So really you want to help him get over you? You deserve better. If he doesn't want all of you, then he doesn't get little bits and pieces here and there when it pleases him. Because if you get it if you give in, it will start happening less and less because well, you've helped him get over you. So wouldn't you rather help you get over him? That sounds better. Mm. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Those You're are welcome. really good. Those are really good. I like them. What were you going to say, Walt? Were you going to ask something? Yeah, I, I have a couple questions for you. Um, one question is, do you think that your past relationships were sort of part of your journey to make you stronger versus weaker? And do you think that those relationships led you to the place you are today to help others. Absolutely, and definitely stronger. And at the time, Walt, it, there didn't seem to be any good reason for it. So mm-hmm. when, you know, when I came back to Minnesota as, you know, a kid, still a kid, no education, uh, you know, I, I, felt, I, I felt weak, but it actually made me stronger to go through that experience. And then after my second divorce, again, it made me stronger, but at the time, I had no idea that there was actually sort of a reason for it and probably a purpose. And so now, looking back, I'm so grateful because 
I really love what I do, and I know that this is sort of a a little niche that I'm in, um, but it's really where I belong. And so without these experiences and without this heartbreak, there's no way that I'd be where I am today. And so there was a reason for it. It didn't feel like it at the time when I was crying myself to sleep for like three months in a row. But now that I'm here, um, I realize that, that, that this is my, my purpose. And so that's the reason for it. Right. That's, that's awesome, Lord. It's kind of like you're calling now to help others. Really? It truly is, yes. Good. Um, I have one more question for you. Um, do you think it's a good idea to, to uh, once you break up with somebody, to get rid of text messages, photos, and any objects associated with that individual? Well, that's a great question, and it sort of depends because a lot of times these things sort of help when you're in that new, fresh phase of breakup um, just to to sort of soothe yourself a little bit, even though sometimes it also makes you really sad too, but sometimes there's just some sort of soothing in that. But um, there's a point that it sort of becomes – like an umbilical cord. And so you need to, at some point, cut it. And for every person, it's at a different point. And so you don't want to be the person who's got them, you know, 10 years later, you know, you've still got, a, you know, your wedding photo on your mantle. Um, but there's definitely a very powerful point when you decide, no, this is over, and so I don't need the, these mementos anymore. And so I'm deleting text messages, I'm deleting emails, I'm putting away photos, and and maybe sometimes even getting rid of all that stuff where you're saying, I am reclaiming me. And so these things don't have power over me anymore, and so he's in the past, and so are these. And so there's there's something very powerful about that decision to get rid of all those things. And I think, I, I wouldn't say the day that you decide to to divorce just, you know, get rid of every email, every text, every birthday card you ever got. Don't do that because then you're going to be even more upset when you don't have those to sort of look back at when you need to. And sometimes you do need to. Wait until you're ready um, and then then do it. But for each person it's a little bit different. But definitely don't hold on to them long term. It's something that they're in your past, the relationship is in your past. And so all this other stuff that reminds you of the relationship needs to go away. Mm, that's good advice. Thank you. I recommend um, burning his old shirt that he posted <laughs> at the relationship with really his ex-girlfriends in the driveway that you used to sleep in every night. I recommend that highly. It's very, very... <laughs> That sounds fun. <laughs> it does. It feels good to burn. I don't know. Maybe I have a fire bug in me or something. It feels good to burn stuff though, and just watch it. I don't know. Go completely away sometimes. But, well, um, I can I can share a quick story of what I did um, with my second ex husband. I've got so many. I've got to figure out which one is which here. Um, my second ex husband, um, when he was having his affair, um, he bought a bunch of Caribbean CDs. And I didn't understand why until I found out about it. Maybe, you know, well, it was four years long, but I found out about it, you know, a few months after he bought the CDs. And so I knew that he had bought all these sort of romantic Caribbean CDs um, when he, for when he was with this other person. And so he had left them all there. We were in the process of a divorce. Or no, we weren't. We were, we were, this was the first affair. So we were still separated but trying to work on it before we got back together and then eventually divorced. Um, but I was so mad at him that I went into the, the – I took a hammer, I took the CDs, I went into our garage, and I just pounded each CD to smithereens. <laughs> I was by myself, so I wasn't, and I wasn't hurting anybody. But it just felt – I totally relate to you, Dr. Kimberly, because it felt so good just to pound those CDs. And, you know, and then, of course, I had a big mess I had to clean up, but – it just really it it there was some sort of anger that I needed to release and it it helped and yeah it felt good I have to say yeah that was good those were good questions well too so um <laughs> thank you well, what would you say some of the biggest challenges um that are that face women that divorce or end a relationship 
Well, there's there's quite a few, um, but I'll just touch on some of the, the larger um, ones. The first one is definitely emotional roller coaster, and I'm sure that your daughter can agree to this. Um, me, my just, me, I'm agreeing to this. I'm the one that's been <laughs> yes, I'm sure. has heard me complain. Oh. <laughs> yes, it is an emotional roller coaster. And then I think also fear is so huge because especially if you, you know, you've come to rely on that person, they're a big part of your life, and if there's any sort of financial reliance too, fear is huge. Um, lack of confidence also. Um, because a lot of times you think, how could I choose this person? And then you start to doubt yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. Then another big one is loss of your sense of self because you're so wrapped up in being a couple that you've you've lost who you are. Um, And then there's also bitterness, that ugly bitterness, resentment, anger, um, wanting to hurt back because you've been hurt. And then typically also I see a lack of good self-care and self-love. And so those are those are the big the big ones that I see most often. Yeah, those are all really super mm-hmm. super common. I think part of the reason why we lose the identity of ourselves from my experience though is what I call the merge. Sometimes we really give up our identity in order to be or stay in that relationship. And we compromise and we, you know, give away little pieces of ourselves till we really don't know who we are apart from those people. And I said something to my daughter on the way home today. I said, you know what, when you live for somebody else and that person goes away, that that's when you have a problem. And a lot of us live through other people and for other people, and it, it just doesn't really work very well in the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. Really well, do you think it's ever a good idea to, or if there's any reason or any situation where it's a good idea to stay in a marriage because of kids? Mm, well, question. that is an awesome question. Well, you know, I I can answer that um, honestly because that that's what happened to me. Um, I, I think that it's a good idea if both people are really committed to working on it. So it's sort of like you almost have to have sort of a recommitment ceremony to say, no, we're really going to work on it. This is what we want. We want to be together. We're going to fight for this marriage. And we want to keep our family together for the kids. Um, Unless that's the case, then I have to tell you, you're not fooling the kids. If you're fighting all the time, you're not getting along, um, you're not together very often, you don't seem um, like you're, you know, physically affectionate, um, then the kids know, the kids can see that, they can sense it. And so there's really no sense at that point um, unless, like I said, both parties are truly committed um, to staying together if you're really miserable and you feel that, you know, that there's no other way. So I think that kids are really savvy, they're smart, they know. So unless you're happy and staying together for them, good idea. If you're unhappy and staying together for them, bad idea. Hmm. Interesting. That's and that's just my humble opinion. <laughs> Your experience. What I, what I like about about you, Laura, is that you have life experience, which is more valuable than sometimes just reading it from a textbook. So that's good. Yes. Yeah, that's one thing that I I say about myself, um, Walt, is that I like to think of myself as the level between your girlfriends and your family and a therapist, because some people don't want to seek formal therapy, and sometimes our friends or family, they like they mean well, but they aren't very supportive. They Sometimes they say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Um, so that's sort of where I come in, is I'm that level between um, your girlfriends and a therapist. And it's because I do have so much, so much experience, sadly. <laughs> no? Yes. It, it turned out okay. So what are some of the solutions to what you were talking about before Walt's question? Yes, absolutely. Okay, well, let's talk about the emotional roller coaster, and I'll just, you know, I'll touch on these a little bit. Um, when we talk about the emotional ro- roller coaster, it's really important that people have permission to feel their feelings because 
if you try to run from them, they're always going to find you. So um, it's important to feel them, but you don't want to get stuck there. So I often tell my clients to put a time limit on feeling crappy. So, you know, you feel it come on, and you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to feel bad for 10 minutes, and then I'm done for now. You're not the boss of me, so you've got 10 minutes and it's over. And it's helpful, it's helpful for them to feel more in control of their emotions. And then fear. Um, sometimes the big picture is too scary. So I like to try to get them down to chuck it down into daily life. And that way um, it's less overwhelming to think of what's happening today or tomorrow versus how different will my life be a year from now. Because that, that big picture, sometimes when they think, do I have to move? Do I have to find daycare? Do I have to get a job? Do I have to get a new bank account? Do I have to blah, blah? I mean, it just it, it's overwhelming. And so especially when there's a huge life shift like that, it's better just to say, okay, you know what? You're, you're going to go to sleep tonight. You've got a bed to sleep in. You're going to wake up tomorrow. You're going to do whatever you're going to do during your day. Then you're going to go to sleep. I mean, it's just it's really just taking baby steps in life um, for that fear because sometimes, like I said, the big picture is just too big. Um, loss of sense of self. Um, so many times, and I know we already touched on this a little bit, but we give up our friends, our hobbies, etc., so that we can join our exes. And for instance, coincidentally, my hobbies before my second divorce were photography, motorcycle riding, and scuba diving. And what were my husband's hobbies? You guessed it, photography, motorcycle riding, and scuba diving. And so um, when you're left alone, you don't know who you are because so much of your identity is attached to him. So it's great to take some risks and get out there and do things you've always wanted to do but never done. Um, bitterness. Let's talk about bitterness. This is really about realizing the amount of negative energy it causes you and reclaiming that energy for yourself so that you can focus on healing. Um, usually, he's not moping around thinking about you, so why would you waste your time with him? So you're better than that. And hurting him or resenting him only takes up your valuable time. There's no payback for that. So why would you continue doing it? So I have um, clients who they spend way too much time thinking about what's he doing, who's he with, is he with someone else, is she better than me, is she prettier than me, is she whatever, and they drive themselves crazy. Um, and then they get... That is, I, I just have to say really quick before you go on, I mean, I hope if anyone listening or if anyone is listening to the archives, we have thousands and thousands of people listening to the archives, this woman seriously knows what she's talking about. So if you need help or you know someone that needs help, I really highly recommend, and we'll give you some information in a little bit of how you can connect again. But, um, yeah, you're just, like, so dead on. I'm just, you know, really enjoying it. I'm sorry. interrupt you. Oh, Thank you so much. I so appreciate that. That's awesome feedback. I really appreciate it. But so, yeah, so that's what she's doing right now, right? She's going on and on and on about what's he up to. Yep. And, and, and it's, it's, it is absolute torture to do that to yourself. And so what I like to talk about is taking back that energy because you're putting out so much, you're wasting it. Like I said, there's no payback for it. So bring it back to you and start doing positive things for you. And so that's that's the key there. Um, and then there's when we talk about lack of good self-care and self-love, um, it's just so important. This is the key to everything, is starting down that path to self-love. And one of the little tips I have um, about self-care is start what I call self-care rituals, and I use this with my clients, um, it's ways that are meaningful to you to treasure yourself each day. 
So maybe it's taking a walk at lunch or doing some inspirational reading in the morning to start your day off right, or maybe trying a new recipe you've had your eye on for dinner. Whatever it is, there are lots of little ways to begin to take care of you, and it's important to find them, commit to them, and enjoy them. So while you're doing them, say, I'm doing this for me, and this feels good, and I'm taking care of me, because at the end of the day, you're the only one that can really take care of you. And if you have that, if you have that self-love, you're taking good care of yourself, nobody can take it away from you. So that's what I have to say about that. Do you have any advice on how to find the right person? Yes, actually. Um, What I like to do with my clients is first we find out what they don't like. So a lot of times we think, oh, I like this and oh, I like that. But it's really important and to find out what you didn't like first. And I'm not just talking about what you didn't like about him. I'm talking about what you didn't like about yourself in the relationship too. Maybe there were things that you did that you weren't proud of. There were traits that you exhibited that didn't serve you. And so you have to, we have to make a list of what we didn't like about the last relationship so that we don't recreate that. And then that's when we turn it around and make a list of what we do want. And it's so much easier then to look at what you don't want, change it into a positive sentence, and change it into what you do want. And then you're going to want to also identify what your boundaries are. So these are your hardcore items that you're not going to settle on. So say it's, I, you know, I'm not even sure. Say it's he's got to have um, a job. Which is, you know, which should be important. Um, <laughs> so if you meet someone, no matter how cute he is, no matter how charming he is, if he's if he doesn't have a job and that's one of your start items, then that means that you're you're too good for that. It doesn't. Mean, I'm not saying you're too good for him. I'm just saying you're too good for that. So it's really about making that list, deciding what your hardcore bottom line is, loving yourself enough to stick to it. And so that's that's um, mm-hmm. that's how I, I think it's and that that makes your choice your choices much easier. And I used to actually I used to I I still have my list because I made my own list. Um, and I used to come home and if I had a bad date, I'd write you know I, I would write the opposite of what happened as what I did want. And I remember that I went on a date with this gentleman who had the tiniest hands I've ever seen on a man. And I know that sounds so superficial, but he had like these little Oompa Loompa hands. And so the second I got, and this wasn't one of my start items, so I could have, I could have lived with a charmed man if he, if he had small hands. But the second I got home from that date, I wrote, he must have man hands. Just little <laughs> things like, little things like that. Um, and that's obviously, that wasn't, like I said, one of my hardcore things. But I never realized how important man hands were until that date. And I wanted my dream guy to have man hands. So. Oh, I like, that's so funny. Uh, I have a question from the chat room. Okay. Uh, which is, um, her nickname is Bright. I know her real name, but I don't know if she wants me to tell it. So I'm just going to say her nickname. Um, she says, may I ask, do you have to have a reason that you want out. So in your opinion, I mean, can what is your opinion on that? Well, and I'm not sure which which perspective she's asking it from, but I'll assume she's asking it from her own. And, you know, there doesn't have to be a good reason. And she probably does have a reason. Um, and maybe she's just thinking it's not good enough. You know, we mm-hmm. usually think, well, he's got to be mean or he's got to be a cheater or he's got to be a low life or he's got to be a gang member or whatever you know that we have that it just you know it's not good enough that I just this just isn't working for me and you know what you it's really important to give yourself that permission to say it's okay if it's just not working for me that's that's good enough reason because you're important you matter and you're not going to do the relationship any favors if you're staying in it um, just because you don't have a good enough reason to end it. 
It's not going to be your dream relationship. It's not going to turn into your dream relationship suddenly overnight. Um, And so it's okay. You can end it without a good reason. Just trust yourself and love yourself through it. It's all right. All right, that's good. We also have a caller, and I don't know if they want to ask a question yet, um, I mean, or not, because um, Kara, my call screener, is absent, but um, which is okay. But I am going to go ahead and take this, so we will see. And I don't know if they want to ask a question or not. So um, area code 661, do you have a question or comment for Laura? No, I'm just listening on Skype. It's All right, sweet. I'm sorry. Okay, keep listening. Thank okay. you so much. Yeah, that's the danger in a cost screen. But, well, at least people are listening, right? That's a Yay. good thing. I know. Uh, a, few people, a, few, a few people are getting cut off on uh, on the Internet, so they're, uh, they're probably calling in. Oh, what do you mean? Wait, what few, do you mean by somebody, that? Somebody mentioned they were getting cut off, like oh. uh, disconnected from, from the Internet. Oh, so then they just call in so they can. Probably just call in. Yeah, I, I think I probably have something to do with that. That person's. <laughs> You're so silly. All right. Well, um, do you have any other questions, Well, or Shannon? Because I think we're going to go ahead and tell everybody how they can get in touch. And I think um, Laura has a special offer and I can tell us about as well. Shannon, do you have anything you can think of? No, I think she covered everything. <clears throat> I mean, I think a lot of people are just um, down on themselves. They just are consumed, you know, by how they feel. And it, it's hard when you, sometimes misery is comfortable. Being miserable is is comfortable and it's hard to actually get out of that um, Ooh, state of wow, mind. You know what I mean? It really is. Oh, I have no clue what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, it's hard to actually go out and open yourself up to new situations and um, it's easier just to sit at home and waller in your misery. So definitely. Sure. So I, I think it's awesome that there's something like that out there. Um no, Daddy, wish we knew about her. Oh my gosh, like she no would never have to between you and I. Like we could have provided her with more than enough business. No kidding. Oh, great. Okay, sure. My offer, you can find it, and I'll give this at the end too. But um, it's at www.breakuplounge.com/slash radio offer. So I'll say it again: www dot breakuplounge dot com slash radio offer and it is a sixty minute power hour where we tackle the biggest challenge that you're facing right now and we dig a little bit deeper to try to understand it because that's key. And then we identify steps to overcome it and then we create a plan to implement those steps successfully. So and then if somehow we still have enough time We'll move on to the second biggest challenge you're facing. But usually, um, at least we get a lot of people, they're just struggling with this one thought or this thing that keeps nagging at them, or if I could just get over this. And so that's what this is meant for, is to really tackle that so that you have more peace and you've got a plan for dealing with it. And also, it's a great way to meet me to decide if you'd like to work further with me in one of my packages And it's a great gift idea for a daughter or a sister or a friend, too, because you can gift it. So, again, it's at www.breakuplounge.com slash radio offer. And it's at a discount. Well, thank you so much for offering that to our listeners. I really hope um, some of the people on here take advantage of it. I think we might have a caller with a question. I think I think I might know who it is, but I don't want to say for sure. I think you might know who it is. Shannon, do you want to guess? No. <laughs> Are you afraid? I just tease it. All right, so we're going to take area code um, two zero three. Welcome to the secret to everything. You're on the air with Laura. Do you have a question? Hi, this is Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Hi Kelly. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Um, I do have a question. Um, like I, I dated this one person and we broke up, but um, he wants to date me again, and I'm like a little hesitant because I don't know if I want to deal with his his drama. <laughs> Can you oh. say his first name, Kelly? Do I know who it is? 
<laughs> Bryant. <laughs> Oh, no, I don't know. That's not. That's not. That's not okay. the person I thought. Okay. No, go ahead, Bryant. Okay, good. Oh. I was going to say that's not even a question if it's who I thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask first, Kelly, when you broke up, who broke up with who? Uh, I broke up with him. Okay. And can you give me the top two to three reasons why you broke up with him? Well, because he couldn't make up his mind if he wanted to be in a relationship or not. Okay. And he's more of a mama's boy than anything. So. Uh Okay. Okay. And I don't know if I like that. (laughs) Yes, I can understand why you didn't. Well, here's here's what I find, and I call this this a do-over, and I'm assuming Shannon probably knows where I'm coming from since she married the same (laughs) man twice. Um, But usually... Whatever drove the um, nail in the coffin of the relationship the first time is going to emerge again. It's not something that typically is going to go away. And he might be saying all the right things. He could be saying, no, of course, you know, I'm not, I'm this and you're beautiful and and just laying it on so thick. Um, Mm -hmm. And the realization that I find is that once you accept him back into your life and he gets in mm-hmm. that quote-unquote comfy area, yeah. these same things are going to reemerge, Kelly. So, um, And making up his mind about whether or not he wants to be in a relationship with you, guess what? You're too fabulous for anybody who can't make up their mind if they want to be That's in a relationship or not. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hello, they should be banging on the door yeah. to be in a relationship with you. And yeah. mama's boy, I'm not a therapist, so I can't even get into that. But that's yeah. a whole other, that can be a whole other danger zone that you don't want to go yeah. into. So I would, yeah. you know, obviously you're the one that has to make the decision. You've got the power here. Yeah. He wants you back. But the the reality is that you'll probably see those same things happening and this time, you know, you hate to have the thought of, why did I do this again? Yeah, why am I in exactly. this again? Because yeah. now I've wasted more time and I have to break up with him again. Yeah. So does that make sense? Yes, perfect sense. Thank you. Okay, good. You're very welcome. Good luck to you. All right, thanks. Okay, bye. Thanks, Great Kelly. show. We're calling. Bye, Walt. Well. Bye, bye. That was fun. Okay. Oh, see, we got to hear you in action. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, well, well, we really enjoyed having you on, and I, you've given us so much great information. And uh, again, if anyone would like to, you know, check out the website, it's www.breakuplounge.com, and she has a lot of great information on there. She has a special offer that's for our listeners, or maybe. Yes, <laughs> it is. It is. video offer, and she's giving quite a substantial discount through January 16th for so, for the next uh, nine, eight days or so. Um, you guys can purchase this as a gift for someone that you know is going through a divorce or a hard time or a breakup, and um, I know that I'm going to be directing my daughter to Lauren. One thing I love about Lauren, this is just a personal Again, recommendations. I love that Lauren approaches this from um, the space of consciousness. So not everyone, um, a lot of people are going to approach this from a 3D reality perspective, but I happen to know Laura a little bit, and I know that um, she is an awesome, high-frequency conscious woman and that she filters her work through that. So you're going to get more, uh, a really great deal, more with Laura than you, you might just by going to a random counselor, especially if you're interested in expanding and really altering uh, your life for the better. So I highly recommend that you check out her and you check out her website. So do you have any final words of advice for us, Laura? Well, I I would say that my final words of advice are to love you. Every day, get up, think about ways to love you. And this is not just if you're going through a breakup. This is any person listening right now because the key to happiness starts with you, starts in your heart, and so love yourself every day. Find ways to love yourself every day. 
That's really great. Great advice in any situation, breakup or divorce or no breakup or divorce. So we really appreciate you being with us. And thank you so, so much. Do you have anything else, Shannon or Walt? Thank you for coming on. Well, you're welcome. It was my pleasure. All right. Well, we'll talk soon, and you'll probably talk to my dad really soon. (laughs) I can't wait. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you so, so much, Laura. Take care. Yeah. Have a good evening. So you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, I love that. Like, well, oh, my gosh, you should be so glad that um, we're going to, you know, end the show briefly because Shannon and I can talk for, like, 17,000 hours about breakup <laughs> and divorce. Right, Shannon? And we uh, have. Definitely. Yeah, but, we have you know, talked that many hours. Yeah, we probably we we won't talk that many hours again because we're only going to make good choices, right, Shannon? <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate your questions, Walt. They were good. And you want to Thanks. tell everyone how they can get a hold of us on Twitter and Facebook and all that? Can you navigate that? I think you know that by memory, pretty much. Um, right? I got. I don't have a Shannon's Twitter name. I keep forgetting that one. Shan Ruff. <laughs> okay. Shan. Mm-hmm. Shan, S-H-A-N. Isn't it S-H-A-N-R-O-O-F, Shannon? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and uh, Dr. Kim, you can find her on Twitter at Serene Wellness. You can find me at Ghost Hunter Walt. Um, Kara is Coast to Coast Kara. And if you'd like to contact Dr. Kim, you can go to her website, uh, secrettoeverything.com. If you'd like to get a hold of me, you can go to my website, gotspirit.org. Thanks, Kim. If you'd like to contact Shannon, you can go to my website. <laughs> 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 That's right. Me, like, that about more than just breakups. So thank you. Um, Bryce has said this is a great show, Dr. Kimberly. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody listening. I'm not going to read guest numbers, but hey, Seuss. Thank you for listening. Bright, thank you for listening. The other um, guests I see in the chat room, thank you so much for listening. Blessings to all of you. And, Shannon, do we have a guest next week? I don't have one yet. I have a couple that I've emailed, but I don't have, like, a confirmation right now. Well, we have some really amazing people. And um, coming up, we have an author I know that we're looking into. Who else are we looking into? Yeah, there's a there's a really cool author in um, February, the first week of the I think it's the first Wednesday in February. Who's coming in February? I don't remember her name. I remember the oh. name of the pe- person that I'm contacting that I'm emailing back and forth with. I don't remember the author's name, but it is a really um, popular author. I think it's going to be pretty exciting. Oh, and that's She's exciting. actually going to be on a book tour when she's um, doing oh, our show. Yeah, I, so. I remember her name either, but i got to tell you guys, I'm really excited because it's about feng shui. So I'm really, I love feng shui. I love rearranging the space to allow the energy to flow. So we've got some, I know I've been kind of light this year, and we'll get into some heavier topics. I think we're going to have a conspiracy guy on a little later, an inherited gift from Kara's show. And we've got some, we'll get back into some deep and weighty topics, but I kind of wanted to, not that breakup is light or divorce is light, but I kind of wanted to go a little lighter than we usually are and cut down on the EVPs and, crazy stuff that happens on our show. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you all and Shannon for being on. Until next week, same time, same place, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the secret to everything. I hope all of you have an amazing week. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Good Good night. Thanks for listening on our Secrets of Everything with Dr. Kimberly, Kimberly McGeorge. Listen every Wednesday night, Eastern Standard Time from 7 to 8 p.m. on Block Talk Radio. Radio.